This week, on episode 42 of Diary of a Senior Geek. A guy with a dog walks into a bar. Hey, we don't allow dogs in this bar, shouts the bartender. But this is a special dog, says the man. He can talk. Really, says the bartender. Show me. The man asks the dog, what's on top of this building? The dog says, roof. Hi, this is Gary. Welcome back to episode 42 of Diary of a Senior Geek, recorded on Tuesday, March 17th, 2020. I keep saying this, but this week's cast will be a little different. I usually try to keep things light, but recent events have had me a bit riled up. For the last three and a half years or so, I've felt like I tripped and fell into some weird parallel timeline where facts don't matter, science is a matter of opinion, and altruism and empathy are on life support. I recently read a column by a conservative writer who accused progressives and liberals of starting a knife fight back in the 1960s. In this worldview, anyone who doesn't accept that unrestrained capitalism, Christianity, low taxes, small government, and a strong national defense are the core values of our country is either a fool or a traitor. I was there in the 60s and 70s. I protested a stupid and unjust war that killed over 58,000 American service people. Estimates vary, but there were at least 200,000 Allied deaths, at least 400,000, quote, enemy combatant, unquote, deaths, and at least 600,000 civilian deaths. All told, there were around 1.3 million deaths during the Vietnam War, and I believe that's a conservative estimate. Small c conservative. Add to that the untold numbers who were maimed for life and or permanently mentally affected on both sides, and we're talking about tens of millions, maybe even a hundred million, human beings sacrificed, and for what? I felt then, and I still do, that protesting and avoiding this stupid, wasteful, immoral war was my patriotic duty. All of my protesting was nonviolent. Yes, there were incidents of violence by war protesters, but there are always hotheads who lose their cool on all sides. Maybe I have selective memory, but it seemed to me that there was much more violence perpetrated by the authorities not the least of which was to kidnap young men and ship them to the other side of the planet to shoot it and be shot at by people they personally had no quarrel with. So who brought the knife to this fight? It certainly wasn't me or any of the folks I hung out with. But I digress. Right now, the entire world is literally under existential threat, at least to some of us, from a novel coronavirus that has the capability to overwhelm our health systems and possibly kill millions of people. And the leader of our country's initial reaction was to complain that it didn't make his numbers look good. Talk about a clueless, self-centered nincompoop. Sure, now he's parroting advice given to him by healthcare experts, but he still seems to be way more interested in how the inevitable economic downturn caused by a pandemic affects his re-election chances than in actually taking effective action to mitigate the effects of COVID-19. And that's where we are, folks. The virus is loose. All we can do is try to mitigate the effects as much as possible. Microorganisms don't care what your political affiliation is, which version of the Judeo-Christian-Islamic God you worship, or whether you worship some other God or gods or have any religious beliefs at all. If you're over 65, and I am, and you contract this virus, there is a very good chance it's lights out permanently. I work for a reasonably enlightened company, but in my opinion, 
They waited at least a week too long to shut down operations, which brought thousands or tens of thousands of folks from all over the world together on a daily basis. They are paying their workers through the end of March, but the way things are going, it seems likely that the shutdown will have to be extended for weeks or even months. This will cause a huge loss of revenue to the company. I find it unlikely that even a very large, very diversified company like mine will be able to continue to pay workers through July or August of this year if they can't resume operations soon. And as I said, I don't think that would be a good idea. Yet I'm lucky. My family's housing costs are low for our area, and I have Social Security and retirement savings my family can draw on if needed. Two of us are on Social Security and Medicare, and the third will be eligible for Medicare in June. This person won't be eligible for Social Security for 14 months after that, say August of 2021. But if we as a society let this virus get away from us, it's likely we won't be able to be treated. For instance, there may not be enough beds, medications, and or ventilators available to support those affected through the course of the infection. Many of the folks I work with are not so lucky. I have no idea how they'll survive if we stop getting paid. I wish them well, and my instinct is to go out and see if I can help. But as a family, our best chance to survive this pandemic is to shelter in place and avoid contact with, well, anybody. So, Debbie, Amanda, and I will be hunkering down and trying to ride this out. I strongly recommend that everybody do the same as much as possible. Damn, that sounds selfish. And hey, there's an election going on. Remember that? Ohio postponed their primary due to the pandemic. Arizona, Illinois, and Florida went ahead with their elections. As I'm recording this, a little after 7 p.m. on March 17, 2020, returns show Biden ahead in Florida and in Illinois. It's too early for results from Arizona. In my humble opinion, it's time for Senator Sanders to call it a day and endorse Biden. At this point, Biden leads Sanders by 1,068 delegates to 782. It seems unlikely that Sanders can make up that deficit. For the good of the party and our country, it's time for Democrats to unite around a single candidate who can start running against the incumbent, Donald J. Trump. That'll be enough of that. A guy with a dog walks into a bar. Hey, we don't allow dogs in this bar, shouts the bartender. But this is a special dog, says the man. He can talk. Really, says the bartender. Show me. The man asks the dog, what's on top of this building? The dog says, roof. That's pretty good, says the bartender. Can he say anything else? Sure, says the man, and asks the dog, what's the texture of sandpaper? Roof, replies the dog. Okay, okay. Now let me ask a question, says the bartender. Who is the 32nd president of the United States? R Roosevelt, says the dog. Dad's journal. The prompt is, This was a particularly dangerous thing I did with a friend. Dad said, Let an off-trail backpack in the Sierras for my brother-in-law's Boy Scout troop. Unquote. From some of his other writings, I think... Later in life, Dad got a little freaked out about our backpacking adventures. I remember this trip. I was on it. It was an explorer troop, so all the scouts were in their late teens. Dad's brother-in-law was my Uncle Leonard. Both Dad and Uncle Leonard were expert backpackers. I never felt unsafe. Then again, when you're a 17-year-old boy, you think you're invincible. 
If this is the trip I'm thinking of, there was one point where anyone or all of us could have been seriously injured or killed. But we came out unscathed. I'm not sure if I've told that story yet. I'll have to check back. If I haven't, look for it in a future episode. Quote of the Week I ran across this the other day and it seems apt. This is an excerpt of a transcript of an interview Stephen Colbert did with Ricky Gervais, the well-known religious philosopher. I'm not sure when. Ricky. Well, but science is constantly proved all of the time. You see, if we take something like any fiction, any holy book, and any other fiction and destroyed it, in a thousand years' time it wouldn't come back just the way it was. Whereas, if we took every science book and every fact and destroyed them all, in a thousand years they'd all be back, because all the same tests would be the same result. Stephen, that's really good. Ricky, so I don't need faith in science. I don't need faith to know that probably if I jump out of a window, every other time people have jumped out of the window, they have smashed into the ground because of this thing called gravity. Unquote. So, I know some of you out there are thinking to yourselves, well, all religions but one. This is what everyone who believes in any religion would say. Come to the agnostic side. We don't know and we don't think you do either, but we have cookies. That's it for this week. I hope I didn't bum you out too much, and assuming I'm still healthy, I'll be back for another week next Tuesday. Bye. I'd like to ask a little favor. If you like this podcast, please give it a five-star rating on whatever app or site you use to listen to it. This will help get it out there to more people. Also, if you like it, please tell your friends and family about it. As always, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and or Facebook. Just search for SeniorGeek49. All of my protesting was non-violent, but there are always some hotheads who... Effects is like... Than in actually taking effective action to mitigate, or which version of the Judeo. <clears throat> Writing myself tongue twisters again. Ohio postponed their primary to the pen. Bleh. The man asked the dog, What's on top of this bull? <clears throat> Let's try that again. Both Dad and Uncle Leonard were expert backpackers. Both Dad and Uncle Leonard were expert bad. Because. All the same facts would... S That's it for this week. <clears throat>